Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? This episode is an audio replay of one of our live sessions on the My English Matters Facebook page. Because it was live and on video, you may hear us make reference to slides, notes, or viewer comments. Hi, hello there. Assalamualaikum. This is Amna here from My English Matters, and we are live today on Tuesday at 10 a.m. to talk about this topic, 26 idioms you can use at work. So say hi to me if you're watching. I do like to see um, some of your faces saying hi to me in the comments. It gives me some energy. It doesn't I don't feel so lonely on this side of the screen. So today we're going to talk about 26 idioms that you can use at work. So what exactly are idioms? Okay. So idioms are actually this. An idiom is a group of words that are used as a common expression whose meaning is not deducible from that of the literal words. Idioms are used frequently in both written and spoken English. So what idiom, what we're talking about is, an idiom is a phrase of words, is a phrase where it's commonly used, especially by native speakers and those who are fluent in the language. And when you separate the phrase into its words, you, it's, you don't, the meaning does not, mean what it means literally. So it has a different meaning from what it's, uh, from the phrase, if it's in literal, the literal meaning, okay? So I hope that makes sense. But I'm gonna show you some examples so that you know what idioms are. You may be using them already. If you're not, then it's fine. This is the place for you to learn with us. Okay, hi, I can see you. Yati Fazil, Nur Zafira, Wanzanaria, Haizum, Nur Madia, uh, Nur Zaiha and Aisha. Okay, I can see you all. all right, I'm gonna be sharing with you 26 idioms. So this is similar to how I did the last Facebook Live, I think it was two weeks ago, I did 25 phrasal verbs, one for every letter except for the letter X uh, because I didn't find any phrasal verbs with the letter X or maybe I just didn't look hard enough. But today I'm going to have 26 idioms because I found one idiom for every letter of the alphabet. All right, so let's look at some examples of 26 idioms that you can use at work. Of course, there are a lot of idioms that many English speakers use, but I'm going to just show six for one for every letter of the alphabet. And I chose ones that were more relevant for work, what you can use at work or also in your personal life, and some common ones that you may be familiar with that many, even Malaysians, use. All right, let's go to the first one. Against the clock. Do you know what against the clock means? So if you look at it literally, against the clock means it doesn't 
doesn't mean literally what it means as the idiom. All right, let's see what it means. Against the clock, it means trying very hard to finish something before a particular time. Okay, here's an example. Lena is working against the clock to meet the deadline. Right, so she's very try, trying very hard to finish something to meet the deadline. Okay, let's go to the next idiom. Build bridges. What does that mean? To help two people, groups, or countries who have disagreed to have a more friendly relationship. Build bridges. So it's not literally meaning building a bridge, like getting some bricks and building a bridge over a river. It's an idiom, it's an expression, it's a metaphorical, figurative meaning, right? So to help two people, groups, or countries who have disagreed. So I hope you know what an idiom means now, okay? So she played a key role in building bridges between senior management, management and low-level managers, all right? Let's go to the next one. Call it a day or a night to decide that you have finished doing something. Here's an example. After spending five hours on the report, Din was ready to call it a day. Oh, I actually, I missed out the word A here. So let me just put that here. Okay, this is what happens when you're doing live video. You notice <laughs> typos. Right, let's do that again. After spending five hours on the report, Din was ready to call it a day or call it a night, right? So you've finished something. So, or let's see, uh, for example, I'm feeling tired. Let's call it a day. Okay. So it just means that you want to finish something. You want to end something. Number four, do the trick. What does that mean? Right. Literally, it, mean, it looks like it means like you're doing something, you're doing a trick, like a magic trick, right? But actually, the idiom, this is what it means. To do what is needed in order to achieve something. Her remedy certainly did the trick, right? Say I had a sore throat and then uh, my friend told me to have a cup of hot lemon tea as a remedy. So her remedy certainly did the trick. I don't have a sore throat anymore, right? So doing the trick is to achieve something means that um, it was a success or something like that. Five, every cloud has a silver lining. This idiom is quite common. What do you think it means? It doesn't literally mean seeing a silver line in the clouds, right? But what it means is this. It's used for saying that there is usually a good aspect of a bad situation. Okay, let's see. In Malay, it would mean something like having, maybe you can tell me what it would mean in Malay, but it's like saying there's like some sort of like rahmat disabalik dugaan or something like that. Though he had lost his job, he realized that every cloud has a silver lining as now he could focus his attention on his side business. So, Every cloud has a silver lining. That's what it means to have some sort of something good come out of a bad situation. Or having something good, one good aspect out of a bad situation. 
What about number six? Face the music. What does that mean? Right, literally, maybe you would face, put your face near the music or near some near the radio or something. But what it actually means as an idiom is this: to accept punishment or criticism for something you have done wrong. Okay, let's look at the example. If you don't complete the project on time, you will have to face the music when the boss asks for a status report. That is facing the music. So it's facing whatever circumstance or punishment for doing something wrong. Next one, number seven, get the picture. What does that mean? Right, literally, it might mean, you know, getting yourself a picture frame or something like that. But as an idiom, this is what it means. To understand something, especially something that someone tells you indirectly. He can be difficult, if you know what I mean. And the other person says, okay, I get the picture, right? Okay, I get the picture. I understand what you mean. I can see many of you saying hi to me. Hello, Adiba. Hello, Siti Rama, Iris, Farah, Nigel, June, Sheila, Wa'alaikum Salam, Noro, Hayuniza. Thanks for saying hi to me. All right, I hope this is helpful so far. We have 26. We're only on number seven. Next one, have a lot on your plate. What does that mean, having a lot on your plate? Literally, it means that you have a lot of food on your plate, right? That's literally. But figuratively, having a lot on your plate, this is what it means. To have a lot of or enough or too many things to worry about or deal with. Example. Being a single mother with three kids and a full-time job, she's got a lot on her plate. Okay. Number nine. In a nutshell, I'm sure you've all heard of this one before. Have you heard of this one before? In a nutshell. So in a nutshell, literally, it would mean something in a, in a shell, in a nutshell, right? But what that means as an idiom is it's used for saying that you're going to express something in a simple or direct way, or it could be like a summary also. To put it in a nutshell, we lost the case. So another way that you could say, in summary, we lost the case. It's just a more fancy way of saying in summary. Next question, and sorry, not next question. Next uh, idiom, join the club. What does that mean? It's used for telling someone that you understand an unpleasant situation they are in because you are in the same situation. So join the club. It's not literally saying, you know, I want to join this uh, golf club or whatever. This is the example. There's so much to do. I feel completely overwhelmed. And then your friend says, join the club. Meaning that I feel overwhelmed as well. I have a lot of, a lot of work to do as well. Or another way you could say is, Welcome to the club. Okay, so it's either join the club or welcome to the club. As an idiom, it would mean the same thing. Hi, Saramai. Wa alaikum salam. Hello, Aziza. Uh, number 11, keep an eye on. What does that mean? Keep an eye on. This is quite common. Does it mean to put your eye on something? This is what it means. To look after someone or something. 
Will you keep an eye on will you keep an eye on things here until I get back? Oh, what about can you keep an eye on my bag while I go to the toilet? Or if you don't want to say that, you can say, you know, can you watch my bag while I go to the toilet? So you could say keep an eye on. Right? Wea says KIV. KIV is keep in view, right? It's usually it usually means it's something that, that can be discussed later or something to put on hold, right? KIV. But keep an eye on means to watch over something. Okay. Number 12, like clockwork. What does that mean? Like clockwork. This is what it means. Happening or working correctly with no problems or delays. The launch event went ahead like clockwork. So it could be the word like the the phrase like clockwork could be used for things like uh, systems or machinery, not just events. So it could be a lot of things that happen or work correctly with no problems or delays. Okay, the machine works like clockwork, something like that. Number thirteen, matter of time. What does that mean? Used for saying that something will certainly happen. For example, it's only a matter of time before he finds it now. You could also use question of time. It's only a question of time before he finds it now, something like that. Number 14, nine to five. What does that mean, do you think? Nine to five, what does it mean? It's quite common. Well, I hear this all the time. I'm not sure if you hear it all the time. This is what it means. A nine to five job is a normal office job in which you usually work from nine o'clock until five o'clock. So she left her nine to five job to start her own business. All right. So usually um, in Malaysia, we work nine to six or we work eight to five. Right. But this is a phrase that's normally used like in, in the US or in the UK, they say nine to five. So even if you work nine to six, you literally work nine to six, but you would say, I have a nine to five job because it's a day job. It's just, it just refers to a day job. It doesn't matter how, what is the exact time. Maybe you work from seven to four, but you would say nine to five job. She left her nine to five. And you could even say, you could even just say, she left her nine to five to start her own business. Some people don't even put the word job in the sentence. It's just say, uh, I have a nine to five, something like that. Number 15, one of a kind. What does one of a kind mean? It's used for saying that someone or something is completely different from other people or things. It's one of a kind. My engagement ring was handcrafted, so it's one of a kind. Right? So it could be things, it could be people. We are special. Yes, you could say it's also special, one of a kind. Mm, yeah, one special or unique, extraordinary, extraordinary, not really extraordinary, but extraordinary. <clears throat> Another one. Pipe dream. What does pipe dream mean? Have you heard of this one, pipe dream? People would usually say it. Maybe in the corporate world or something. Something that you wish for that can never really happen. 
can you hear some children crying at the back? Actually, my sister, my sister and her children are here today. So she has five kids and I have three of my kids. And all they're doing outside is they're just fighting and playing. So sorry if you can hear some children crying right now. <laughs> right, number 16, pipe dreams. Something that you wish for that can never really happen. <clears throat> his plan for starting his own business was just a pipe dream. Pipe dream. So it's something that would never really happen. Okay. Number 17, quick fix. What does quick fix mean? Something that can be done quickly in order to solve a problem or repair something that is broken, though it may not last long. See here, investors will need to be patient and not expect any quick fixes. Okay, so it's like a temporary, uh, temporary fix to something, like a quick fix, which may not last long. Safria says, it's okay, we love kids. <laughs> you can hear the kids, you can't see them. So that's a different thing, right? Sometimes when you want to concentrate on something, the kids are really noisy. Right, number 18, race against time. Yes, we as a temporary solution, that's right. Race against time, what does that mean? The other one I did, I think it was number one, was against the clock, right? So it's similar also to this one. Uh, race against time. A situation in which someone must do or finish something very quickly because they only have a limited amount of time to do it. So it's similar to the first one that I, uh, that I shared, which was against the clock. This one, race against time. So with only two days before the competition, they find themselves in a race against time. Akmal says that's work from home. Yes, that's what it's like working from home, right, with children. Plus, my sister's family as well. But it's fun working from home. Number 19, sell like hotcakes. Have you heard of this one, selling like hotcakes? To be sold quickly and in large quantities. The hotcakes is actually like an American word, which actually means pancakes. But they like to use hotcakes. So when, you, when people sell pancakes... People want to buy pancakes when it's hot, right? So that's why it says sell like hotcakes. Sell really quickly and in large quantities. The tickets are selling like hotcakes. Number 20, tall order. What does that mean? Something very difficult that someone expects you to do. Example, to score four goals in one game is a tall order even for him. So it's very difficult that someone expects you to do. So it could be like somebody like a, um, say a client wants you to do something and you could say, you know, that's a tall order. That means they are expecting you to do something that's difficult or very hard. Number 21, under pressure. In a state of stress or anxiety because of having too much to do, or being made to feel forced to do something under pressure. I think we all know this, right? Under pressure, what that means. They both work well under pressure. That's me as well. I work well under pressure. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I do tend to work hard when I'm under a lot of stress. 
Is that a procrastinator? Maybe I'm a procrastinator. Another one, the mayor is under pressure to resign. So the mayor is feeling pressure maybe from um, the people to resign. So he's feeling under pressure. The mayor is under pressure to resign. Now, Kamal says, idiom is a very regional and cultural-based thing. Right. Yes, that's, tr that's true. Many idioms are based on where you live. So some idioms may be more American, so and Malaysians are not familiar with some American idioms or some UK idioms. When I was researching for this uh, Facebook Live, I found many English or UK-based idioms that I'm not familiar with, which many other countries may not be familiar with. So it's really up to the culture and where you're from. But I chose the ones that I felt were more relatable to our culture, which many Malaysians would use. So it really depends on your where you're from. Uh, vanish into thin air. What does that mean, vanish into thin air? To disappear completely in a way that is mysterious. The papers seem to have vanished into thin air, right? Literally, papers wouldn't vanish into thin air, but that's what it means to... Yeah, you lost it. You can't find it suddenly. Okay. Number 23, walk on eggs. Walk on eggshells. So you're not literally walking on eggs or eggshells, right? But this is what it means. To be very careful how you behave around someone because you might easily make them upset or angry. We're all walking on eggshells around her since her cat died. Okay, because you're scared that, you know, you have to speak carefully to that person because you're afraid that she might be upset. She still might be upset about her cat who died. You know, so you're speaking to her in a careful way because you don't want to upset them. Okay. Number 24. X marks the spot. It's usually used in like games, treasure hunts and stuff like that. But people tend sometimes use this. They say a phrase to show the exact location. So I showed her the tree and told her X marks the spot. They say that this is where something is. This is the spot. So it's just like an expression saying X marks the spot to show where something is. 25. You name it. Now, this expression is used after a list for saying that most other things of the same type are also possible or available. For example, the camp offers horse riding, tennis, water sports, you name it. So you name it, anything else that's related to sports or something like that. Okay. Also be replaced for like etc. But people wouldn't say etc. They would say, you name it. It's usually said in a positive way in this case. And then the last one, zero sum game. What does that mean? A situation in which one person or group can win something only by causing another person or group to lose it. For example, you will have to accept defeat because this is a zero-sum game and I am going to win no matter what. It's a zero-sum game. That means only one person can win and the other person will lose. 
the probably the opposite of zero sum game is a win-win situation where both sides can win, but this is zero sum. You either get nothing or you get everything. All right, so that's it. That's how 26 idioms that you can start using at work. So your next steps, what I want you to do is, number one, choose three to five idioms that are most relevant to your life at work or at home. Just choose three to five. Maybe it's from my list or maybe you can start researching online for any idioms that you know you think would be relevant for you to use at work. Or maybe your boss or your colleagues are using these, these idioms that you never knew before and now you can start using them. Number two, search for three example sentences for each idiom so that you can see how they're used correctly. So for every idiom that you want to start using, look for three example sentences so that you can use them correctly. Because I know many people, they think they understand the idiom, but when they are using it in their sentences in writing or in speaking, they may use it in a way that's not correct. So look at examples of how it's used correctly, okay? And then start using them at work or at home. And what I want you to remember is that it's okay if you make mistakes when you're using idioms. I sometimes make mistakes when I use idioms as well. And we all, when I make mistakes with my friends or with my siblings, we all just laugh about it. And then and I would say, is that is that the correct idiom? Because idioms is not something that you would use every single day. Um, if you use too many idioms, then you might sound a bit, a bit obnoxious because nobody would understand you. But just put in a bit of idioms here and there. It's okay if you're not sure if you're using the correct idiom. You could say, is that the correct idiom? What's the correct idiom? You can ask people if they say, oh, that's not the correct idiom. So it's okay to make mistakes. Just have fun with it. English, you, English can be fun if you just take it lightly. Don't take yourself so seriously. Not everybody uses idioms. So just have fun with it. And then continue reading, listening, and speaking in English to learn even more idioms. Right, so that's it from me for today. Let me see, I have a question here. Sometimes idioms can have negative connotations depending on how we use it in terms of our intonation, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, let me see, for the example that I gave earlier about join the club, right? Where you feel... I feel so overwhelmed and that person says, join the club. That could be negative. You know, maybe that person is implying that, you know, this other person never does any work. So I'm saying that, join the club. Finally, you have work to do, something like that, right? So it, it really depends on your tone of voice, how you want to use it. Just have fun with it, okay? So Hannah says, I love idioms so much and learn a lot through English Learning Channel, but some idioms mentioned in this lesson i'm not familiar at all i'll definitely use them in the future are all these idioms internationally commonly used i would say i chose the ones that i felt that i have heard before that i know the meaning so if i know the meaning that it's probably common i listen to a lot of american speaking uh, idioms and i'm sure many of us do listen to english speaking channels which are more american so yeah, I didn't choose the ones that were a bit difficult, like UK, because even those I'm not familiar with, and our Malaysian language, our Malaysian society, do tend to be more familiar with American idioms, because we watch a lot of movies and TV series in American. All right. 
That's all for me. Thanks so much for joining me live today. Make sure that you go to myenglishmatters.com. We have seven tips that to help you speak with confidence if you sign up there with your name and your email address. And you'll also be part of our email list, our email community, where we send emails every Thursday with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. So that's all from me for today. Thanks for joining me. It's been so much fun. Inshallah, we'll be back next week with a Facebook Live, which will be actually the last week of December. So this is I'm saying a happy new year to you and uh, stay safe, everyone. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Assalamualaikum. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.